Welcome to the podcast from Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Ormo campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives oh, by following Jesus in our community, our nation and our world. Mother's Day today. Uh, if you are a mother, um, be blessed today. I, I, all my family lives in Sydney interstate and uh, I had the privilege this week of going down to Sydney to celebrate my mum's 70th birthday and we only got back late last night but it was such a joy to be able to bless her and honour her on her 70th birthday and Mother's Day. Don't get to spend it with her very often. Uh, So that was good and I hope that for the rest of you this morning that you are honoured and celebrated today. I can think of no better place to be than at Ormo this morning. I, I don't remember the last Mother's Day that I got up and actually saw any of my children before I came to church. And so this morning, not only do I get to see you for the second weekend in a row, which is an absolute privilege, I got a sleep in and I only have to preach once. So I feel like I'm winning this morning being here with you at Ormo on every level. Uh, But just as Mani said, I do want to acknowledge uh, those of you in the room who today can be quite painful for different reasons. Maybe your mother is no longer uh, with you and you miss her terribly. Maybe she wasn't the kind of mother that reflected the love and care that a mother should. Or maybe today is a reminder of unfulfilled dreams or painful loss. Whatever it is this morning, if that is you, I just want to acknowledge that and honour you as well this morning in that pain. But whatever today means for you, I want to honour all women. Because whether you're a mother, a daughter, an auntie or a grandma, being a woman is deserving of honour. Being a mum can be an incredible challenge, but also bring incredible joy. Because when you um, first bring that baby home, there's no manual that comes with them. Nothing that tells you what to do with this little thing. I probably did too. You know, the best advice I ever got when my eldest daughter, Jess, was born... My pastor at the time said to me, Susan, we all stuff up our kids to some degree. Just depends what degree. (laughs) I actually found that really freeing advice. As a mother, I wasn't expected to be perfect. And there was actually no way that I was going to be. Having said that, I do love the age that our kids go through where they look at us and they think that we're perfect. They look at us with these rose-coloured glasses and just think we are the perfect woman. We can do no wrong. When Joey was about five years old, I, I walked past his bedroom one night and I heard him in there crying. He'd just started a preschool. And um, I'm like, what's wrong, Joey? He goes, Mummy. I really don't want to marry any other woman. I just want to marry you. (laughs) He was devastated. I told him that Dad might have a few issues (laughs) with that. And to be honest, it wasn't too many years before Joey had some issues with that. 
But they do go through this stage where they look at us as though we're perfect, we're the ideal woman. Unfortunately, that doesn't last very long. Because before long, they reach their teenage years and they realise that we definitely have our faults. We're not perfect. Suddenly, they realise that we don't have all the answers. A simple Band-Aid or a splash of water on that sore doesn't magically fix it. Those frozen sandwiches that you've pulled out of the freezer for their lunchbox weren't really that delicious. We can't solve all their problems with a cuddle and a kiss. Instead, they find that Google Doctor and Instagram has more wisdom than I do. But to be honest, I found that it doesn't stop us parents being their safe place to come to and ask the questions that they need to ask. And it certainly won't stop me from trying my hardest to answer them and giving them space to talk. Soon they start having boyfriends and girlfriends and eventually get married and move out of home and have their own children. If you didn't hear last weekend, I'm going to be a grandma in September and uh, I am so excited about that. Not only do I love having kids, but maybe, just maybe, another little Ellsmore child, Dean child as she is, um, will grow up and look at me as perfect for just a small amount of time and I can't wait for that. But unfortunately, knowing that we will never be perfect doesn't stop us from feeling like we should be. We try to hide our imperfections and we constantly get caught in the trap of comparing ourselves to others. We follow people on social media who seem to have it all together, often ignoring the fact that what we see on social media is a filtered life. And we want to put a filter on our own lives so others don't see the mess and the chaos that we live in. Over the years, I reckon as Christian women, we've come to Proverbs 31 in much the same way. We read this as though it's a woman that we are meant to be. She's the perfect Instagram woman that we will never live up to. And for any of you women who, like me, grew up thinking of uh, the domestic goddess of the Proverbs 31 woman as just another impossible standard by which to mark my shortcomings as a woman, this passage can come with some really serious baggage. In fact, we avoid talking about it as much as possible because we know she's the unattainable woman and will never match up to her. That can be pretty depressing. And maybe already some of you are getting shivers down your spine as I mention the Proverbs 31 woman. But the problem is when we come to Proverbs 31, we're looking at it all wrong. It's often read and interpreted in a way that was never, ever meant to be. So this morning, I hope to give you a new perspective on the Proverbs 31 woman. And perhaps it will inspire you rather than terrify you. As always, I believe as we come to any scripture which has so often been misunderstood and misinterpreted, interpreted, it's, uh, it's really good to just gather some uh, historical context in this scripture. See, Proverbs is the chief volume in the biblical collection of wisdom literature, which also includes books like Ecclesiastes, Job, and the Psalms. 
The purpose of wisdom literature in the Bible is to teach rather than to relate a narrative. Most of the book is attributed to King Solomon. We mostly know that. But also there are other several authors who um, are mentioned, including King Hezekiah and King Lemuel. And this is consistent with the practices of royalty in the ancient Near East, where kings sponsored wisdom, and wisdom actually supported the kings. Many proverbs speak not only about kings and courtiers, but also to and for them. Wisdom literature of the sort found in proverbs was typically at home in the royal court which seems to be the case in the language used in Proverbs 31. So the setting of Proverbs 31 is that of a mother sitting down with her son, the king, to teach him about the qualities to look for in a good, godly wife. And it's actually written as an acrostic poem. If you didn't know that, there were 22 lines to this poem, each line starting with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And this style of poetry is described as a way of, of saying that a total coverage of the subject is being presented. So by writing this way, the, the author is basically saying, I'm covering this topic from A to Z. That's kind of how we would describe it these days. You may, uh, over the years, on Mother's Day, you might have even this morning received an acrostic poem from your child who might have made it at school. Anybody get an acrostic? No, I used to get one every year and we would laminate them and make them as a placemat. So every day that we actually got to sit down at the table uh, and have a meal together, I got to read this inspiration um, and uh, feel blessed. But they were clearly just aspirational. They would always contain big sweeping statements like you're a magnificent mother, all these uh, amazing statements, but rather than reading them as expectations that your children have on you, you, you simply realise and recognise them as sweet poems that honour you, that celebrate you and encourage you. And that's how I want us to approach Proverbs 31 this morning. Let's read it together with that in mind. It's actually titled Epilogue, so the end of the wisdom book, The Wife of Noble Character. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet and she makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. 
She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honour her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. As I said, that can be really daunting to read if we're reading it as a list of characteristics that we're expected to follow and live up to. But this is actually a really powerful passage. Here we read a mother using poetry to instruct her son in what to look for in a wife. And the thing that we often miss here is that she's actually teaching him what to look for in character, not a checklist of skills or tasks that she should be able to accomplish a wife of noble character, who can find? It's good, godly character that leads to good, godly deeds, not the other way round. You know, I have a 17-year-old son. Some of you might have met him last weekend. But I want this kind of wife for my son. As a mother, from my experience of life, I want to train him to know what to look for in a good, godly wife of noble character. I'm not sure that he would necessarily agree with my choice, but I'm determined to let him know that I've got some experience in helping him choose good qualities to look for in a spouse. And yet when we turn the Proverbs 31 woman onto ourselves, we kind of freak out a little bit that it could even begin to refer to us. We want this for our children, but we often can't imagine that it's ourselves in this passage. We hold ourselves up against this woman and we feel like we don't measure up. You know, I did a little research as I was preparing this message and discovered that in the Jewish tradition and custom, the target audience of this poem was actually men. So don't fall asleep today, men, and think that you can get away with not listening because you are the target audience of this poem. Jewish men actually memorised and sang, and still do, this passage of Scripture over the women in their lives, wife, mother, daughter, sisters, cousins, in-laws, and friends. Some men uh, sing it over the Sabbath meal, to their wives, others sing it to their wives on their wedding day. To be honest, I actually don't really want Jason to sing this song over me. If you've ever heard him sing, you would understand why. But I tell you, this Proverbs 31 is a hymn to a good woman. It's not a command to women, but an ode to women. I know I keep repeating myself here, but this is really important to understand. Its intent is for the man to celebrate and speak life over the women in his life. It's to honour her for who she is, to him and to their family. That I do want. It's never been a checklist for women to measure themselves by. Imagine if your husband or father or son or brother 
or grandfather memorised and sang Proverbs 31 over you daily or weekly or monthly? There's a challenge for you men, especially if you can learn it in Hebrew. (laughs) But how would that impact your life? How might that inspire the way that you live out your life? I know for me it would certainly be a confidence booster each day, even if the singing was incredibly off-key. It would build me up in such an indescribable way to do the work God has called me to do as as a wife, as a mother, in my workplace. I'd find it incredibly encouraging. You know, I had um, a very rare moment last year. I had come home from a long day at work and um, came into the kitchen and the bench was covered in dishes right next to the open and empty dishwasher. Can I hear an amen from any mother out there? Honestly, it's a constant battle. How many times do you have to tell your husband, let alone your kids, where the dishwasher is and how to put things in it? But as as mothers, we just kind of look at it, we get frustrated and we get in and we do the job because it needs doing. So I started just loading up the dishwasher and before I knew it, Joey had come up beside me and just started loading things into the dishwasher alongside me. And I did for a second feel a little bit guilty about some of the thoughts that had been going through my head when nobody had come to help. And I turned to him and I said, look, Joey, you don't have to help me. It won't take me long. It'll be fine. Straight up, he says to me, Mum, there's so many things that you do for us that you don't have to. This is nothing. I'm happy to help. I tell you what, that was a Proverbs 31 moment. Something powerful that happens when somebody acknowledges what you do, seen and unseen, and when they praise you and cheer you on, See, Joey lifted my spirits that night. In those few simple words of acknowledgement, I felt like all the years of sacrifice as a mother and the hard work and the perseverance, all were worth it in that moment there. That is the Proverbs 31 woman and the blessing. That's the type of encouragement and blessing that this chapter is used for in Jewish culture. And it's not just the men that would praise the women in their life using this chapter, but Jewish women would also cheer one another on with a blessing, celebrating everything from promotions to pregnancies to acts of mercy and justice to battles with cancer. To them, it's a little bit like us in our culture going, you go, girl. When framed in this context, I actually know a lot of Proverbs 31 women. In fact, they're all sitting out here this morning. I'm constantly inspired by women who work hard, are doing an amazing job of raising their families, some even as single mums. I know amazing women who are building successful businesses and are incredible cooks, they have beautiful homes and give not just generously but sacrificially to make the world a better place. Women are amazing. And I uh, have written my own version of the Proverbs 31 uh, blessing that I hope will encourage you that you are doing a great job. I want to cheer you on this morning with this. And maybe as I read it, you'll see a little bit of yourself in this, in my modern day version. The wife of noble character, 
A good woman is hard to find. She'll bring you more joy than a big screen TV. Her husband trusts her completely. She helps him wear shirts that match his pants every day. She selects wool and felt, cardboard and sticky tape and creates amazing bookweek costumes every year. Her internet shopping expertise is unmatched, searching out bargains from afar. She gets up while it is still night and feeds the baby even though she's exhausted. She knows how to pick a good investment and she uses her savings wisely. Lifting all those baskets of washing have made her arms strong. In her hand, she holds the vacuum cleaner and grasps the hot glue gun with her fingers. She looks after her sister's kids every Tuesday and cooks beautiful cupcakes for the school fete. When it's cold, she makes sure her family is warm. She makes her bed. She looks beautiful when she is dressed to go out. Her husbands wouldn't know what to do without her. Sorry, that would be husband, not husbands. <laughs> and all his mates know he's a lucky guy. She's always willing to listen and gives better advice than Google. She knows where everyone in the family needs to be and never forgets the soccer training pickup. Her children love her so much, her husband also. Many women do amazing things, but you are the best mum in the world. Instagram is deceptive and Facebook is fleeting. But a woman who loves the Lord is to be praised. Honour her for all of her hard work and give her credit for all that she has accomplished. You go, girl. Like I said, I know a lot of Proverbs 31 women, don't you? And I want to cheer all of you women on from the sidelines. You are amazing. Even if you don't feel it right now in the circumstances that you're in, even if the season of life feels a little draining and chaotic, a bit busy, you are doing great. Come on, guys. Let's give all our women in this place a massive cheer for all their hard work. You are amazing. You go, girl. There are some um, key inspirations that I believe we can learn from the Proverbs 31 chapter uh, that will help us to go well in our everyday lives. And uh, being the teacher that I am, I've made my own acrostic poem because I figured that was kind of in line with Proverbs 31. But don't worry, I'm not doing A to Z, only A to E. So you'll make it home for whatever special lunch that you might have on today with your family. So, A... Ask others to share their wisdom with you. See, King Lemuel, who, whose mother it was that shared with him in this passage, was fortunate to have a very wise mother who he allowed to speak wisdom into his life. Who are you allowing to speak into your life? Your marriage, your relationships, your spiritual growth. We all need the wisdom of others. But we really need to be intentional in who we invite into that space. Are they someone who is going to encourage you and spur you on? Are they someone who is going to speak godly truth into your situation? I have a couple of significant friends in my life that do this for me. I call them my soul sisters because there have been many times where I have gone to them with the ugly truth of my life. They don't judge me. They don't pat me on the shoulder and go, there, there, it's all going to be okay. 
They don't judge Jason and I together in whatever it is that I've shared with them. But they actually give me perspective. They speak truth. They point me to God. And they help me to grow, to be a better friend, a better wife and a better mother. I can look back at these, the significant growth periods of my life and know that they are because of the soul sisters who have helped me to stay in the fight and win. But I had to choose to put my hand up and say that I needed help. I had to ask those friends to speak into me the truth and the wisdom that they had from their experience because they would never have known if I hadn't have put my hand up and asked for help. I was careful in who I asked. In different seasons, you might need different people to speak the truth into your life. But God wants us to be a community that carries one another's burdens, a community that puts their hands up and says, I need help. And it was an absolute privilege last weekend to stand alongside some of you as you did just that. And it was beautiful to see as a community how you came alongside those that put their hand up and said, I need some prayer. I need some help. Can I encourage you? Keep doing that. Be intentional about asking people to speak into your life. Do you have a mentor? Are you part of a life group? Are you actively allowing people to speak godly truth into your life? Just as there have been times in my life when I've needed the wisdom of others and for them to help carry my burdens, there have been times that I've needed to be there for others and help carry their burdens, which conveniently brings me to be. Just as you need to ask others to share their wisdom with you, you need to be intentional about sharing wisdom with others. Proverbs 31:26 said, "She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue." Just like the Proverbs 31 woman, you have wisdom to share. Some of you, I believe, really need to hear that this morning. You have something to share. We all have wisdom to share. So often God uses the things that we've walked through to help others and to help carry the burdens of others as they walk through something similar. Don't be afraid to share the wisdom of your experience. King Lemuel's mother shared wisdom on what it was, looked like to choose a good, godly wife of godly character. My son may not believe it, but I actually do have some good godly advice for him when it comes to choosing a wife. I've got perspective from my age and my experience. And the same is true for Caitlin as she steps into motherhood. I have some wisdom that I can share with her from what I've learned and will hopefully help her to be a, a good godly mother. But this is not just true for our own children. We have a generation coming up behind us that need the wisdom of the older generation, even if they don't realise it. How do we all help our young people to know what to look for in a good friend? How do we speak wisdom into the scary emotional roller coaster that's teenagehood? 
Finding a spouse is a huge decision, but our young people are making big decisions every day. Who will speak into their lives if we don't? It's actually frightening to think where they will go for their advice, if not to us. You can be a mentor to someone. I have five women that I walk alongside and mentor in their relationship with God. It's, simple, it's as simple as, how's your relationship with God going? How are the key relationships in your life? How is your work-life balance? It's not hard. We can all walk alongside, share our wisdom, pray for them and point them to Jesus. Be intentional about sharing your wisdom with others because the rewards will be exponential, I promise you. See, character is more important than competence. Proverbs 31.10 said, A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. The very first uh, statement in this poem sums up the core of this mother's whole message. Son, if there is one thing that I want you to get, riches and wealth are nothing compared to the value of finding a good, godly wife of noble character. Good, godly deeds will flow from her if she has good character. King Lemuel would have had incredible wealth and an understanding of the value that his mother was placing here on character. Character is much more important than all of your wealth and all the rubies. Character is more important. And the same is true for all of us this morning. Who you are is much more important than what you do and how well you do it. I want to speak that truth again. I want you to get hold of this. Who you are is much more important than what you do and how well you do it. And because it's Mother's Day today, I'm going to direct this uh, to all the mothers out there. But this isn't solely for mothers. If you're a dad, a spiritual parent, an aunt, uncle, cousin, friend, the same can be said of you. So just put yourself in the place of mother this morning. But mum, what if your sons and daughters decide to take their cue from you in how they treat, talk to and respond to your future daughter or son-in-law? What if they take their cues from you in how they raise your grandchildren? What if they take their cues from you on how you view money your worldview, how you respond to the call of God, your spirituality? What if you are now determining your future family with the next gener- what the next generation does? Because chances are, you are. The choices you make to be faithful and do what's right, especially through the difficult times, Rather than trying to look impressive and Instagram perfect, this will have a massive impact on those who are watching you. And trust me, they are watching. 
We all have the choice to allow God to shape us and teach us and grow our character through the challenges and the temptations that we all go through. And to be honest, most of us won't actually be around to see the full implications of our decisions and choices. But rest assured, choices will be made with the imprint of your life in mind. Bottom line, your character will speak much louder than your deeds or your actions and will make an impact on those that you have influence over for generations to come. Character is more important than competence. How do we develop good, godly character? I'm glad you asked, because that brings me to D. Delight yourself in the Lord. Proverbs 31.30 says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Now, there are many things that you can take delight in that isn't God. And to be honest, most of us probably do. We get easily distracted by the things that won't last. We compare ourselves to others and their perfect Instagram world, and we allow what we don't have to rob us of the joy of celebrating what we do have. But what does King Lemuel's mother remind us? These things won't last. Charm will trick us, beauty will fade, but the one who delights in the Lord will last the distance. She will find strength, or he. She will have joy, and she will be a woman of godly character. The best way I know to delight in the Lord is to spend time with Him. It's not really any shortcuts. Wherever you connect best with God, go there often. When we spend time with Jesus, when we worship Him through music as we've done this morning, when we read His Word, when we spend time praying, our load becomes a little lighter. Our hearts are protected and I guarantee that you will see good, godly character develop in you. Delight in the Lord. And last of all, E, encourage and honour one another. Now, this chapter of Proverbs finishes with this one directive. It's actually the only instruction in the whole passage. Honour her. Honour her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Honour her. It's actually not something that we do particularly well in our culture, but we should. Find ways to honour and encourage one another, to cheer one another on. Be creative. We have this tradition in our house that every birthday and special occasion like Mother's Day and Father's Day, we sit around the table and we say what we love about the person who is being celebrated. And it's taken quite a few years to, to grow this tradition and actually help our kids 
to get what this is like. Today at lunchtime, my tank is going to be incredibly full because today is all about me and what they love about me. By my birthday in July, I guarantee that none of my young adult children will have come up with anything new. So they'll say exactly the same thing that I hear today, but that's okay. And, And now after having this tradition for years, the extended family do it. I got to sit around yesterday and watch as we all shared things that we loved about my mum because it was her special day. And it just brought me such great joy that a couple of my kids were willing to speak up and honour their nan because they had learnt this tradition. But it's hard work. We've got to train our kids to honour Maybe you can go home today and sit around the table and say what you love about mum. Maybe hard the first few times to do it, but can I encourage you, persevere, because we need to be modelling it for our children, for our spouses, what it means to honour and build up those that we love in our lives. I don't expect any of you men really to go home and learn the Proverbs 31 woman. Uh, sorry, song in Hebrew and sing it over your women. But do find ways of encouraging them and spurring them on. Notice the little things that they do and thank them for them. Let them know that they're important to you and that you appreciate everything that they do for you. Honour them. Model the way. And women, do likewise for our men and for each other like the Jewish women who would encourage each other with the words from Proverbs 31, we want to cheer one another on and celebrate all the selfless, hard work and sacrificial love that you give. You know, we thought today we would try and give you a creative way of doing that and making it a little bit easier. As Mani said, you were given two cards in your little pack as a gift this morning. I want to encourage you. Keep one for yourself. Be blessed. Read those words daily and remind yourself that you are doing an incredible job. You are an incredible woman. But can I encourage you, think of somebody in your life that you want to honour. Another woman that today you want to honour, you want to speak words of affirmation, you want to build them up. Choose one of those cards to give to them and just write a little message on the back honouring them. You can give it to them, post it to them. I guarantee that whoever is on the receptive end of that card will be blessed and encouraged. I just want to uh, take a moment this morning as as we come to finish to honour three beautiful ladies in this community. I could pick truckloads of you because you're all amazing and I've loved over the last few years getting to know each of you. Um, Judy Mills, I wonder if you would stand where you are down the back there. Judy, I want to honour you uh, this morning. I know motherhood hasn't been a particularly easy ride for you. I know you've done a lot of it by yourself, and I want to honour you for that. It's been tough. But even in that, you have uh, reached out your hands, and you have blessed the kids of mothers who are also doing it tough. You have committed yourself for years in our Royal Treatment Ministry, and you blessed so many other children uh, from these women who came from domestic violence and you loved on them and you showed them Jesus' love through your actions. And not only that, 
Uh, when we started uh, Thrive Mornings about four years ago now, you have faithfully served the women of our church. You faithfully show up. You're the smiling, welcoming faces. They come up the stairs of a Thursday morning and you make every woman feel like they belong. So I want to honour you this morning, Judy, where it would have been easy to give up. You have just done an amazing job with your own children, now your grandchildren, and you have loved on the women in our church in such a special way. Would you honour Judy for me this morning? We've just got a small gift for you. Marina, I wonder if uh, you would stand for me. I've loved over the last few years in um, the Ormo campus getting to know you a lot better. Um, I just first of all want to honour you. Ten kids is an amazing feat. I always say five would have sent me over the edge, but you do ten with incredible grace and integrity. And I just love watching each of your children who, uh, because of the way that you have raised them, they now serve in the church. They're using their gifts and they're loving being here and part of a church community uh, and those that are afar as, as well that don't live at home. You've done an incredible job uh, of raising 10 kids. And, uh, and I kind of figure in the busyness of 10 kids, like that would be enough, just keeping your head above water. But the way that you serve and love this community, you turn up of a Sunday morning and you're getting morning tea for everyone else. It would be great, hint, hint, if the guys would sometimes do that to bless uh, the women who give so sacrificially. But uh, you're just an incredible mother and an incredible uh, witness and a mother to this community. And I want to honour you this morning for all that you have done and all that you continue to do to make this such a welcoming community. Thank you. Would you honour Marina for me this morning? And last of all, but not least, can I get Chrissy to stand for me? She rolls her eyes at me. And that, that's just part of the beautiful spirit that is Chrissy. She's humble. She's a woman of in incredible integrity. You know, it's a hard job being a pastor's wife. Sorry. <laughs> I think I looked at Maney and he was crying. That did me in. Oh, sorry, was I not meant to say that? He had a sneeze coming. It's a hard job being a pastor's wife. It's, it's kind of the kind of job that nobody ever really gets until you're in it. You live in a fishbowl. Everybody kind of knows everything. And um, what they don't know, you probably don't want them to know because you don't want them to, you know, lose integrity or something. I don't know. But I, I just watch the way uh, that you've walked alongside Manie for years now. I've known you for 15 years. I've loved the friendship that we've had. I love the way that you've walked alongside me. You know, you've supported me in, in some of our early years here. And as a friend over 15 years, I'm incredibly blessed, blessed by you. Um, but watching the way that you walk alongside Manie, the way that you raise up five beautiful children and uh, you allow him to do what he does and allow him to step into the space of leadership here. People don't often get what that takes, but you're an incredible woman, Chrissy, a woman of incredible strength. And uh, your five children are a testament to your mothering 
and uh, the fact that you too have five children who love being here, uh, come and wear the green shirts and are, and are willing, even at their age, to, to uh, be invested in the local church is an incredible testament to you. And uh, I just want to honour you this morning for, for all that you do, the way that you so humbly and beautifully walk alongside the women in this church, that you gather them together and you love on them. You know so much about each and every person here and what they're walking through. And that is the beauty of you, Chrissy, and, and the way that you walk one-on-one so beautifully. I could keep raving. I'll just keep finding a new thing in my head to talk about. But I just, I want to honour Chrissy this morning. Would you honour her with me this morning? It's actually not hard to say what you love about someone, to honour them. Some, some years all I get is, gee, your hair looks good this year, Mum. Or I love that you've lost weight. I'll own that. I'm okay with that. But find ways today to honour those that you love, and especially today on Mother's Day. Honour your mothers. Honour the women in your life. And, you know, you can honour the, the spiritual mothers that you have. Thank them for walking the journey with you and all that they have mean uh, and invest in you. Can I get all the women to stand this morning? I just want to pray a Proverbs 31 blessing over you this morning. Can all the women, that is if you are of the female gender, however old you are. <laughs> this is where we get a little bit nervous on Mother's Day. It's like, but am I a mother? Uh, I, I have this tradition on Mother's Day. I do believe that uh, it's about all of us women. Because in one way or another, we walk the journey with other women. Whether we're a physical, biological mother or whether we're a spiritual mum, you are deserving of honour this morning. Let me pray for you. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for our women. I thank you, God, that you created woman. In fact, until she was made, you knew that creation wasn't complete, but as soon as she was made, you said, it is good. It is good. God, I thank you for the way that women reflect your mother heart. They reflect who you are to the people around them. God, I thank you for the loving way that they nurture, the, the compassion that you've put in their heart, their capacity to stretch out their arms and love many people and point many people to you. God, I thank you for the unique gifts that you've given each and every woman here in this place this morning. And God, I thank you for the way that they are investing those gifts in their family, into those around them, into their church family. And God, would you continue to encourage them and spur them on for all the good things that they are doing. God, would they know you cheering them on and would they know us as a church family cheering them on. You go, girl. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you, God, for our women. Thank you, God. Thank you. God, I pray right now that each of them would know your smile on them, your favour over them, and your incredible blessing to them and to their family. Bless them especially today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 
We hope you've been blessed by this message. We are a growing family and everybody who walks through our doors is welcome. If you'd like to connect with us, please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au to find out more.